One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on ACAST. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. My weekly cleaning advice column, Ask a Clean Person, appears on Esquire.com, and a companion post to this episode containing show notes appears on Deadspin.com. You should send your questions about cleaning, or anything else really, to JolieCare at gmail.com, or just chat with me in the comments at Deadspin. Speaking of Deadspin... I'm so excited to be joined today by some of the women of Deadspin, and we've got something kind of special planned for you. Because I'm a little bit worried that you're not going to be able to tell the sound of our voices apart, I'm actually going to have them introduce themselves so you can hear their names and voices and hopefully identify the difference between all four of us. Um, so Hannah, I'm just going to have you start and come around. All right. Hi, I'm Hannah. You'll know that it's me because I'm the one with the very deep voice <laughs> whenever I listen to myself back on tape. That's what I think. Uh, I write and now also do video for Deadspin. Uh, I've been there like a year and a half, and I mostly want to write about baseball and horse sports, but then end up doing weird stuff like today. I wrote about marbles. It was a great little piece, though. Thank the you. The marbles were fascinating. <laughs> Okay, Laura. Hi, I'm Laura. Um, I started at Deadspin in February, and I write about soccer and tennis. Um, recently, I've been writing about boys' underwear at Wimbledon. It's been fabulous. <laughs> I, have a, I have a lot to say about underwear. I've been talking a lot about underwear this summer. It's like the sunder, summer of underwear. Yeah. That's like, it's like a thing. Yeah. I've been very excited to see all your Wimbledon coverage. Thanks. Yeah. And Lindsay. I'm Lindsay Adler. I've been at Deadspin for about a year, and I'm a writer, and I mostly cover baseball. Excellent. Plus some other random whatever Plus some pisses other me off that day. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we love you. Um, you guys, today we are going to break from form a little bit, and we are going to dole out some non-cleaning advice in addition to the usual stuff that I do on this show. Uh, we're going to start out with a question that falls at the intersection of cleaning and relationship advice. And then we're going to tackle some deadspin reader questions from dudes who are just in need of some sensible ladies to help them figure stuff out. We're really excited about this. I'm really excited about it because I feel like this is good a good little like fun break for me. I've been talking about cleaning week in and week Plus, out. Plus, we can help these guys. And we're going to help these guys. <laughs> and we really want to do they that. They need us. They yeah. do. Yeah. Um, before we get into it, we want to remind you that we offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to our premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite our show by becoming an Ask a Clean Person, the podcast patron, go to patreon.com slash askacleanperson to check out all the packages we're offering and to select the level of giving that's right for you. Your support helps us so much, and we'd love to hear from you if there are rewards you'd like us to consider making available. And we do have some new patrons to thank this week. In fact... We have a first for the show. We have all male patrons. Thank you, dudes. You finally showed up. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that you finally showed up on the on the week that I've got Lady Spin in the house. Like this is just it's all happening. Um, so big, big thank you to Chris Dance, 
Scott Holland and Steven Scriber. Love you guys. You are amazing. Um, all right. So we're going to roll into the first question. As I said, this first question falls really right at the intersection of cleaning and relationships. And it's part of a concept that I'm hoping to bring back. I used to have a column called Till Dust Do Us Part, in which I doled out cleaning and relationship advice. Um, but it wasn't a Q&A style column, and it really needed to be. And for many years now, I have sort of been on the hunt for the right home for a new iteration, a Q&A version of Till Dust Do Us Part. So I figured that when I had Lady Spin here and we were going to kind of do relationship stuff, this was a good good excuse for me to do a little like... Um, maybe like pimping out of Till Dust Do Part, and I can shop it around and see if there's any interest. Um, so I think, Hannah, I'm going to have you read the first question, if you don't mind. I'm just going to go around and sure. keep it that way. I think it makes sense that way. Hi, Jolie. I heard your interview with Terry Gross and just had to write. I, too, am a very clean person. So very much that I always have two full containers of vinegar at my place at all times. And I have a question for you. My boyfriend's mom taught him to hang his bathroom rug, I'm assuming to dry, on the edge of the shower after finishing the shower routine in the bathroom. It is in between the shower curtain and the shower liner, so it has absolutely no access to sufficient air to dry. I say just leave it on the floor where it belongs and wash it every month. Who would be correct in this situation, his mom or me, and what would you recommend? It feels like what they really want to know (laughs) is who is correct Mm -hmm. and how do I tell him that? So um, you actually hit the nail exactly on the head that there there are actually two separate questions that are going on here. Um, And then there's a third issue that's going on. And and we're going to we're going to roundtable discuss the third issue. But the first two are things that I can handle um, in my capacity of being Jolie Kerr, the Internet's clean person. Um, So the the two questions are this. The, The first question is, which of us is right? And the second question is, what would I, Jolie Care, recommend? Okay, so there, there are two different things. Now, let me, I'm going to tackle the first question first. Um, I'm, I'm very sorry to tell you that I'm not going to give you the answer that you want, Sarah. I'm also not going to give you the answer you don't want. The thing is, is that neither you or his mom are right. Neither, neither is right and neither is wrong. The problem is that, that you're approaching this as a black and white, as if there is one correct and one incorrect answer. And that's simply just not the case. Because when it comes to bath mats and what to do with them, there are options. And all of the options that there are come with pros and cons. Uh, so I'm going to tell you what the five or six different options are. And I'll give you the pros and cons of each. And then you can decide what's right for you. And then I am going to tell you what I personally would recommend. Um, So here are the options. Option one, hang it over the tub with the curtain open. Here is the problem with that. It's better to close the curtain because if you leave the curtain open, all of the water that's collected on the curtain gets in those folds and it will create mildew faster than if you pull the shower curtain all the way closed and let it drip dry. But, but that's an option. The second option is to hang the bath mat over the tub with the curtain closed, which is what the boyfriend is doing because that's what his mother taught him to do. The problem with that, as Sarah's already pointed out, is that then there's a shower curtain on one side of the bath mat and a shower curtain liner on the other side, and the bath mat itself can't dry because it has no access to air. So it's not ideal, but it's an option. 
A third option is that you can hang the bath mat over the curtain rod. That's certainly something that you could do. The problem with that, though, is that shower curtain rods are an overlooked part of the bathroom when it comes to cleaning, and they do tend to be really, really, really filthy. Like, I have to clean my, when I take my shower curtain and shower curtain liner down a couple times a year to do, to, to launder them, I actually have to get up on a ladder with WD-40 to clean off my shower curtain rod because it's like, it's like a metal rod that somehow attracts, like, soot. And it's very weird and incredibly distressing for someone like me, but that's not what this show is about today. Um, Okay, a fourth option is that you can hang the bath mat on a towel rod. If you have a spare towel rod, then you could just hang it right over that. Um, The next option is dependent on the style of the bath mat. But if you have a hotel-style bath mat, which are the thin ones that are basically like just little towels that don't have that rubber backing... Um, you could hang that on a hook. Hooks are great in bath. Don't sleep on a hook in the bathroom. Hooks are very, very useful in the bathroom. And then the last option is the Sarah option, which is leave it on the floor. So I, I think it, I'm not going to like belabor the point that there's no right and wrong answer. There are options, and it depends on the style of your bath mat. It just it depends on how your bathroom is designed. If you have an extra towel rod to spare, great. Use it. If you don't, Eh, that's not an option for you. If you have glass shower doors, you can't hang it over the side of the tub. Like, there's, there are all of these options, and nothing is right and wrong. The trick is to find the option that works best for you and your bathroom. Now, I did promise that I would tell you what I personally would do, what I would personally recommend. The two things that I personally would recommend are, number one, if you do have an extra towel bar, that's the ideal thing. That's perfect, because then it's up off the floor. It can hang. It can dry. There's no problem. Everyone's happy. Leave his mom out of it. The other thing is just leave it on the floor. And actually, in my own life, I do not have an extra towel bar to spare. Um, I leave mine on my floor, but I fold it up into thirds and I kind of tuck it under my um, like little vanity cart that I have for all of my lotions and potions. Um, but that, that, that works for me, and then I launder it every week or every other week and so on and so forth. So that's, that's like the bath mat. Where does the bath mat thing go? Um, the thing I want to open up to the group, though, is this power struggle that's going on, because I have to believe that Sarah is really not fighting over a bath mat here. Does anyone actually really believe this is about a bath mat? Well, I didn't know anyone had as many thoughts as about the bath mat, but it turns out you do. So maybe Sarah right. does, too. I mean, I thought... I mean, Hannah, you've met me. Oh, my goodness. I just... I don't know what I even do <laughs> with my bath mat. Do I have a bath mat? Like, well, I do have thoughts, but, but I also... I think about this stuff because people ask me and then I, and then I sit around and I stew and then I come up with all of these thoughts about it. So yeah, I know it's crazy to have that. I mean, you guys, I, w- I do now really wish that we videoed these because of the looks on their faces when I was going through all this bad, bad stuff. I was like, how is she still talking about that? I was like, what's WD-40? Yeah. <laughs> right. I Wait, no what? what I don't know what that is. I was like, I should not leave my bath room curtain all crunched up in the corner of every shower yeah, i should just take like, it down not and want jilly to come over like <laughs> yeah. please never oh, I'll come clean. over no, no, to no, my no. apartment you, i'll just clean wait well, I, what is wd-40 wd-40 is i can't believe you don't first of all i can't believe you work at deadspin and you don't know wd-40 i feel like i feel like you should like walk in on the first day of deadspin and they just hand you a can like <laughs> like welcome here things we are. have changed since you left uh, yeah yeah no they're not that much um <laughs> Okay, WD-40 is, um, it's, a, it's basically like a lubricant um, 
It stand, the WD stands for water displacement. It's the stuff that you use when, like, you have a squeaky door hinge. It's the stuff that you use when two things are stuck together and you can't, like, get them apart, WD-40. WD-40 also has, like, thousands of weird uses. It's the stuff you use to get gum off of, like, fabric or metal. No, no, it's the stuff mm. you use to no, get I, gum off of fabric. No, that's normal. I was no, like, I don't use it. I don't. No, 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 that's a normal, like, usage. They also, they... They don't really anymore. They must have changed um, agencies or something, but they used to have a really, really great Twitter account. And one day they tweeted out um, that one of the uses was to keep the um, the chains on your drawbridge from getting rusty. Huh. And I was like, oh, thank you, WD-40. I was really worrying <laughs> about the chains on my drawbridge. <laughs> it was funny. Well, that's anyway, so that's know. WD-40. All right, well, clearly now I'm going to have to put a WD-40 explainer on my edit list for the fall because I didn't know that the kids didn't know about WD-40. I mean, it might just be me. Did you guys know what it was? Yeah. I mean, I knew it was a thing that people who cleaned more probably had in their apartment. All right, well, it's, it's not, just me then. It's, <laughs> not, a clean, it's not a cleaning. No. It's not really so much a cleaning thing as it's like a hand, handyman kind of thing. Like it's a well, kind I'm of not thing that, that either. I'm not a handyman. I'm going to look into it. I kind of want it. Yeah, Sounds I'm going to get you some. Thanks. To say thank you for being on the show. Great. Yeah. But yeah, we should talk about... Okay, let's talk about this power story. We should Wait, talk about this power story. Do we think Sarah's mom actually cares or is it just her son channeling his mom? Like the mom doesn't really care about the bath mat, right? Oh, no. I think the mom really cares about the bath mat. Like the mom like <laughs> came over one day and was like, <gasps> bath mat in the wrong place. Oh, well, I don't think so. I think I think that he is saying, I do it this way because my mom taught me. And Sarah's like, your mom is wrong. I think that that's where this thing is. So I, f- first of all, I have to say, on behalf of all of us, <laughs> Sarah, leave his mom out of it. Leave his mom oh, no, out no, of it. But it sounds everything. like he brought the wait, mom wait, wait. into no, it. No, no, no. He brought the mom into it. I'm going to speak up for Sarah not leaving the mom out of it. No. <laughs> I'm going to say that I completely understand her being like, it seems like you haven't thought about whether or not everything your parents taught you is the correct way to do things or not. Like, it seems like she's not leaving the mom out of it because what she's saying is like, boyfriend, you're an adult man. Like, let's decide for our household how we're going to do this. Right. Which I think is the right approach. But I I don't think that there needs to be a your mom is wrong <laughs> element. And I feel like that's the way to lose the audience before you even get the show going. Like, yeah. No, that's the way to gain this audience. <laughs> no. I think we need more info on the mom-girlfriend relationship, which we don't have. But okay. I would be interested in that. Like, I spent a lot of time... Uh, discussing with my husband whether or not everything his parents do are of the best intentions like he's like i'm sure that if we just like misinterpreted them if they like said something wrong and i'm like well no they're probably just also fallible humans and so it might be one of those situations where she's trying to be like i feel like this is apples and oranges though (laughs) i i don't i don't know i just think you gotta like really 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 tread lightly when you're when you're making a battle a battle between you being right versus his mom being right. I just think that that's like a, a a really fraught and dumb way to get what you want. But is she making the battle or is the boyfriend making? Because my read, I mean, to be fair, Sarah wrote this letter. Yeah. Sarah wrote the letter. We haven't heard from the boyfriend or the mom. But my read on this letter was that she was like, stop telling me how your mom does it. Like, this is how we do it here. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that, but I still I just take the mom out of it. Yeah, but why is she calling the shots? Like, if it's going to be like, this is how we do it here, why is it 
not his way at all. Like like Jolie said, there are a lot of different options. His doesn't his to me doesn't seem to make sense because of the no air thing, but well, then that's I mean, I'm, I'm wondering if they're, I'm wondering if they're discussing bad. the like pros and cons of each of these. Right, and that's what I that's Hannah why I was very team Sarah. <laughs> that's why I went through I the options because I think that she should just take the mother out of it and just say like, here is the con to doing it X way. Here is the con to doing it Y way, and like. And not, yeah, and and not, then, not like, like, your mom's way is bad. Like, I yeah. just feel like people get really, def- like, okay, it's it's like that thing. Like, I can say anything about my mom, but if someone else says something about my mom, I will come across this table and cut you. Like, because she's my mommy, you know? Plus, okay. if they lay it all, if she lays it all out and they talk about it and then he's like, but my mom, then she can be like, hey, let's not worry about what your mom's doing with her bath matter, right? That is missing a step, I think. Yes. Also, like, I understand the bar is high for Jolly, and it seems like it's high for Sarah, but, like, I don't know. I think it's at least pretty positive that her boyfriend at least thinks about the bath yeah, mat that's a, and how that's dry it is. Great point. They're talking about the bath mat. They're, yes. they're, on it. they're doing great. Sarah, yeah, you, it, it could be a lot worse. You and your goals. boyfriend get along yeah. great. Like, yeah, there's no you problem. You should actually leave the mom out of it because you're right. You, yeah. you guys have a great relationship. Yeah, this could easily manifest in like a super passive-aggressive bath mat war between the two of them. <laughs> right, and that's kind of what I'm seeing. And I just feel like you, you don't need to be fighting over a bath mat. Like, Sarah, I... I don't know you, girl, but I feel 100% positive that you, you don't want to be the kind of woman who's fighting over a bath mat. Here, here. All right. So let's move on to the next question, um, which is not at all cleaning related, and I'm so excited, so I will not, I will not treat the audience to a, a diatribe on bath mats or WD-40. Um, all right, Laura, I'm going to have you do this one from okay. Brandon. All right. From Brandon... I graduated from college in May, and during the last three months of school, I was dating this really great girl. We were never officially boyfriend and girlfriend, but we were seeing only each other, having sex, going on dates, etc. I was crazy for her and wanted to take things to the next level, but she was hesitant because we were about to graduate, and she, and we shouldn't be starting a relationship if we didn't know where our futures would be. I was excited to spend the summer with her. However, after graduation, her feelings changed towards me, and she no long and she no longer feels the romantic spark for me. I am heartbroken, but respect her decision. <clears throat> I don't bother her. I give her space. I don't bad talk her. I don't overshare my feelings. Feelings in all caps. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> Few weeks after the breakup, she moves to New York for a job, and after my lease runs up, I move to the Cleveland area. <laughs> Brandon went along. I know, and the thing is, I added to this story, Laura. I realize I like left in like some mistakes, and oh no, that's you're okay. doing great with Thanks. it. I apologize. All right, so we text sparingly over the summer, seeing how things are going, wishing wishing each other happy birthday, stuff like that. As time passes, my feelings towards her diminish, but I still think about her often and like her. A few weeks ago, she texts me saying that she's going to be in the Cleveland area and she wants to hang out. I, of course, say yes. So what I am basically asking after all that background info is, should I just be a good guy and have a nice time with her? Or should I listen to my dumb dick, depending on how the night goes, and invite her back to my place for one last hurrah? My brain is definitely telling me it's unlikely it could blow up in my face, and I don't want to be that guy, in quotes. But I, but I am also a dumb, horny man that's trying to live in the moment more, and I might as well go for it since this will probably be the last time I'll ever see her. 
Anyways, I'm a dipshit guy, and you're an adequate woman. Could you give me some advice? <laughs> I thought a lot about this question. <laughs> First of all, I want to say, like, Brandon, good for you for, like, being so self-aware. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate that he's like, I'm a dumb, horny guy. And, like, that's a, that's okay to be a dumb, horny guy. Yeah. Yeah, this, this question you know. could have been a lot worse. But, but, yeah. but here's the thing. Brandon, you should be a good guy and sleep with her because that's what she wants. If right? she wants it. How this do you girl, know that? I'm oh, Okay. I think that Brandon is... I agree. I this said girl is definitely thing. like, this guy likes me more than I do, like him. And yeah, going to Cleveland and having some fun with him. If you guys have already slept together a bunch, then you're probably like, yeah, that sounds like a fun time. I, I think, think so too. For your sake, Brandon, maybe you shouldn't <laughs> sleep with her if you feel really strongly. But like, give her some agency. She definitely knows what she's doing. She's mm-hmm. hitting you up when she goes to Cleveland because you guys have slept together a bunch and you've made it known that you like her. And props to you, you did a good job of making her think like, yeah, yeah but this I be can fun. also see it. Like, I mean, she's going to Cleveland. There's not a ton in Cleveland. I mean, I don't know. I've never been to Cleveland. It doesn't sound like that great. Right. But maybe she's only going there because, or she has to go there. So she's hitting him up because... He's the only person that she knows, and she doesn't want to, like, sit in her hotel for an entire weekend. Right. And maybe she's not trying to have sex with him, but it's just like, oh, okay, we can hang out now that he's, like, normal and not, like, like obsessed with me, with me. And we can talk and whatever, and we don't have to have sex. But if she wants to have sex, he should have sex with her. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> definitely be normal yeah. and not in love so with what, her. So wait, <laughs> I want to hear Lindsay, because Lindsay had a, a totally different take when we were preparing for this episode. Lindsay and I had totally different takes on it, so I want to hear your take, and then I'll... I'll tell you what my take on this was. Yeah, I mean, I think just to go back to what everyone else thinks, I think we could actually interpret a lot more about her motives if we knew why she was going to Cleveland. If it's like, oh, I'm a salesperson and I'm going to right. Cleveland. Actually, but we, just like, we do know. I just edited oh. it out. She was going, um, I, it sounded like to like visit family around the holidays. Oh, right. Oh. Yeah. I just, I trim. Yeah, but maybe her family the... sucks and she wants to not be around them all the time. Right. I mean, either way, I think it's the danger zone. Like, Brandon, I think you're in the fucking danger zone because it's clear <laughs> that, like, even if you say you don't have strong feelings for her anymore, you have feelings for her. And if you sleep with her, like, whether or not, like, however it turns out, like, you're likely going to have your feelings hurt. And, yeah. if, you know, yeah. you're saying it's the last time you're going to see her. And maybe that's the case, but, like, I don't know, if you're not totally over her and essentially at that point just looking at her like an object, like it doesn't seem you're doing, right. um, I just think you're going to wind up kind of uh, bummed out. Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe you're just that horny, though. Yeah. Um, okay, listen. On that note, this is a good time to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to tell you what my take on this was. And I do have actually some very specific advice for Brandon that I bet all of you guys will agree with. Um, so I will be right back with the ladies of Deadspin. This is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome 
Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Kerr. I'm here with Hannah Kaiser, Laura Wagner, and Lindsay Adler of Deadspin. Um, before we move into our third question, I want to I want to say what my um, my take on Brandon's thing was. So my immediate reaction was like, "Oh yeah, go out with her, sleep with her, of course." And then Lindsay was like, "No, he's going to get his feelings hurt." And I was like, "Oh, her feelings, right? I forgot about those pesky things." Um, and I think it also is really important to say, and I and I think that Brandon, I think reading between the lines, Brandon already knows this, even though he didn't state it explicitly. But I think. Um, it is really important to say that she has agency in this situation and she may well have been getting in touch with him because she wants to bang him and she may well have been getting in touch with him because she was like, there's this guy who was a good friend of mine and who I enjoyed and we were still in touch and I'm going to be in the Cleveland area and like, I should, ha- I, I'd love to see him and maybe she just wants to see him to like go and have some beers or whatever and she doesn't have any interest in making out with him. Um, and so I think that it's, it's incumbent on Brandon if he does decide to see her, um, to be really aware of the fact that she is going to get to call the shots in this because he knows he wants to sleep with her, but he doesn't know if she wants to sleep with him. And that is a question, and we don't know that either. Um, to that end, I have my very, very specific advice is if you do go out with her, do not drink too much. Because, Brandon, you don't want to be that guy. But if you get a couple of drinks in you and you lose your good sense that tells you, like, I don't want to be that guy, and your dick starts doing the talking, then you could end up in a situation where, like, she is giving you clear signals that she is not interested in being touched by you, and you're not seeing them at all because your dick has blinded you and so have the beer goggles. So, like... Just be really, really careful not to drink too much so that you can make good and smart decisions for yourself and for her, too. Yes, I think that that's like she's right. It seems like she knows what she's getting into. But if you come off weird or if you decide when you see her, you're too in love, like, you know, clean your apartment. But don't think you're having sex. that night. <laughs> that's such good advice. Thank you. Clean your apartment. <laughs> but it's not a sure thing, even if you do. Um, OK, so I think I think we're I think we help. Brandon out. Good luck, Brandon. Good luck, Brandon. We're all rooting for you. Good luck, Indians. <laughs> let, us, let us know what happens. We, we care deeply for you, Brandon. All right, we have one more question, and it is a doozy. You guys, I did not see that. It's got a real twist. <laughs> I didn't see the twist at the end at all. Um, all right, so Lindsay, you are up for reading our question from Dan. All right. Dan writes, I met a girl from social media years ago who lives in a different part of the country. It started off harmless enough, but one night we exchanged numbers, and since then we haven't gone a single day without speaking. We'll talk from morning to night, work hours, weekends, you name it. We set up an in-person meeting when one of us was in the other city, which led to a hookup. I thought it was a curiosity thing and would stop after the sex, but it didn't. It only grew more intense. We still talk daily. Feelings have been thrown about, be it drunkenly or otherwise, each one has visited the other at some point. Kicker. I'm in a relationship back home, and I'm nearly 100% certain that she is as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yet I constantly think of slash speak to this person who I've only been around a handful of times. I can't bring myself to cut her out of my life, which you think would be easy from across the country. What am I doing? What do I do? Help. Oh, boy. Anyone want to 
help. Well, first help I think Dan you, you should you should break up with your girlfriend who you have no yeah. qualms about cheating on. Right. Like so, that's for sure. For so, sure break up with the girlfriend that you're with. So Hannah Hannah wasn't in the office for our planning meeting on Tuesday, but when I read this question, Laura, Lindsay, and I all, the first, very, very, very first thing that all three of us said was, well, you got to break up with your girlfriend. Like, there's zero, zero question, Dan, we're very sorry, but this relationship is no good. It's over. You're a cheater, and no one wants to be a cheater. And you have, like... You're wound up in feelings and and about like emotional feelings and sexual feelings for another woman. Get rid of the girlfriends. And yeah, if you like, hear this advice, Dan, and you're like, I can't do it. She's the love of my life. Then there you go, dump the other girl. Like, but she's not the love she's of your the life. There's no you're way. Right. There's, There's not, no way she's right. the love I mean, of your life. Well, yeah. It's just. I mean, in these situations, it's just. I mean, sorry, Dan. I don't know you, but I kind of feel like I do. Like, are you really <laughs> that insecure? Where it's like you clearly have all of these feelings, but it's like. Because you can't be with this other woman every day, like you can't stand to be alone, so you have to like string along this other woman who, honestly, is probably like going to want to murder you once she finds out because she will find out whether it be from you or someone else. Yeah, I and, can't believe he's he's kept this hit. Like, how he's definitely you, being a shitty boyfriend. You've had this woman staying in your apartment in the city you right. live in with your girlfriend how how are you getting away with this yeah like why do also, you also how do you have the time like the time and the yeah. energy the, that's what i was using i mean like the, to me this also sort of reads like not just some like dumb horny man but also someone who is on a weird power trip and like get some enjoyment out of like doing this sneaky devious thing because why else would you keep it going for this long like it seems very stressful and bad to us because we're normal but there's something amiss with this man where he like gets his kicks from this style of thing it's not just like a one night stand we're like oh i cheat on my way like this is like a prolonged this is an emotional affair like to the nth degree but he also says that he thinks the other girl the one, the one that he's cheating with from social media has a relationship as well. Which I want to talk about kind that of too. Makes me think that he thinks it sounds like he thinks social media girl is like cool hot girl who's in some other cool hot relationship, and so like he's got to hang on to his girlfriend back home, so that way he's not like alone and pining after her. Oh, so that which he is has hands. Extremely mm. fucked up. Like it seems yeah, like he he's sucks. like using the girlfriend back home to make sure that he's not just like. Like, he doesn't want to be, like, too invested in this other girl either if she's not that invested in him, which yeah. is, like, even worse than just cheating on your girlfriend. You are keeping your girlfriend around as part of a power ploy you're playing in an entirely other relationship that she doesn't oh, know about. God. Yeah, that Dan. Just sounds terrible. Dan, I'm sorry. Dan, we're Let sorry me... that we hate you. Yeah, we Dan, really I do. fucking hate you. Like, <laughs> you're really terrible. You are really terrible. But I will say, I mean, being terrible aside... You know, I gossip enough that I've heard enough stories like this to know that, you know, I've heard a good number of stories where it's like, you know, this guy carries on like a long-term sustained relationship and at some point like, you know, leaves his girlfriend or wife or whatever it is for the other person. And I don't know, maybe it works out sometime, but like you don't live near her. Like you said, like you've only been around her a few, you know, times like. Is she really going to be that great when you have to see her every day and figure out how she hangs her bath mat after every shower? Like, Lindsay, thank you for bringing that full circle. <laughs> right. Like, do we want to talk about, because we know he should dump, 
yes, girlfriend there's no question. So do we want to talk about like how he should handle? Yeah. So we're we're all clear, Dan. You have got to break up with a girlfriend. You just you have to. For she probably hates you by now anyway because yeah. you're like emotionally absent and texting with somebody else. Every I mean, day. like props to her for either props to him for. I hope she's his, cheating for on hiding him. his tracks That's what I so thought, well. Like first, or like props to her for not going through his shit because at some point when your boyfriend's like always on his phone and you don't know who it is, like. Well, maybe she know. does know, but she's just like using him for money or something. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> right, like I, right, I hope she's getting something. Out. I know something. It's got to be something. Okay, so so we're clear on the fact that Dan, you got to break up with your girlfriend. Now, in terms of the the LDR, there there are sort of two distinct possibilities. Well, I guess there are really three distinct possibilities in terms of the long distance relationship thing. One, this could be true love. Two. It could be that the reason, Dan, that you're feeling all of these feelings is because it's exciting, it's safe because she's not. You don't have to see her bath mat. Um, there, there is a there's a whole pathology to long distance relationships. Um, Dan, I would say that you should you should do some reading about why people get into these kinds of relationships that are a little bit um, that a little bit exist in the fantasy world because you might you might find some literature out there that speaks to you. And gives you some clarity about what's actually really going on with this relationship. But look, there, it is a possibility that these two are soulmates and they're meant to be together. The third possibility is that you have all these major feelings for her and she has this, she's getting some kind of fantasy level enjoyment out of it. But her boyfriend back home is like the real deal for her. So, I mean, I don't think so because I think that the same advice applies to her as to Dan, like... You're also you're you're being a dick to your boyfriend, and you need to be breaking up with him immediately. But we also we don't know her side of the story. Um, so, like to me, those are kind of the three possibilities. I would say, and I imagine that that you three are going to really disagree with me about this, um, which is good. We wanted dis- the disagreement makes the podcast interesting and fun. Um, I would say, Dan, once you've broken up with your girl, I think you got to lay your cards out, and I think you got to see where this goes. I think I think you have to be open to the possibility that this is true love. That I don't fully disagree. I was actually going to okay. say, okay. I was going to say like, once you've dumped your girlfriend and you're, you know, free, I would ask this girl if she's in a relationship. It's weird that you're assuming. Like, you should find out if that she's in. Also. But like, also, I don't know if it's fun and sexy, and it's made more fun and more sexy by the fact that you guys are not together. Then, like, yeah, and that's for what. Sure. That's what. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, I think part of him only likes this because it's illicit, right. which is fine. And he doesn't have to do it. But like, you know, yeah, find yeah. out what her deal is. Yeah. Well, and one of the things about long distance relationships. So I've, I'm a person who has been in a lot of long distance relationships, and and after a certain while, you kind of go like. Hmm, why am I always in a long distance relationship? Like what's going on? So I actually did some digging to, to figure out what was going on. And one of the things um, is that when you're in a long distance relationship, you, you don't have to really fully commit. And like for me, I have massive commitment issues. And so when I read that, I was like, oh, light bulb, like that makes so much sense to me why I'm perpetually kind of like, unconsciously seeking out these kinds of relationships. Um, and maybe that's true for Dan. It certainly seems like it. If you have a girlfriend, you clearly already have commitment problems because you're cheating on your girlfriend, Dan. We know this about you. So, like, maybe that's it. Maybe this is true love. I don't know. I think you got to find out. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think, you know, get rid of 
your girlfriend, but you're never going to know how you feel about this. Or more importantly, you're never going to get over it if you don't at least give it a shot. But I mean, what are the circumstances? Are you ever going to live near one another? Like, how realistic is this to begin with? Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, might a long distance relationship just be what a positive relationship looks like for you, Dan. Like, or maybe it's not the worst thing in the world. If you have commitment issues, but you can commit to a long distance relationship and that works for you. I mean, look, not every relationship has to look the same, obviously. It's a state, like the most facile thing ever. Some marriages are long distance and they work. Some marriages, people, the, the couple is completely and utterly codependent. Like I could never be in that kind of relationship. I've had, I've had very clingy, I've had, I've been in relationships with men who have been very, very clingy of me, and it's like the kiss of death for me because I need a long leash. So, like, or that- if you just want to be single and, like, if what you want, because it sounds like maybe what you want is to, like, have this girl who you have a cool connection with, like, just, you know, then date casually wherever you live. Like, if, you know, if you really think- love her, tell her you love her. But if you just want to sleep with her when you're in her neighborhood, then just make sure you don't have anyone else that you're lying to. Yeah, about but they that. talk every day and stuff. It seems like he's more into he's her emotion. than just the. I think I think Dan has like a emo- like needs a, an emotional relationship, and I think that that's why he's now got two of them. Fair. I, I yeah. I I don't think that Dan. I don't think being sing. I don't think Dan's going to be a single man. I think Dan is like <laughs> a serial dater. And like always needs. Maybe Dan should go be single. Well, somewhere. he should, but, but I that's don't what think I mean. He's gonna be. That's what I mean. Like, if you think that you can't commit to some girl who's far away, then like date casually where you are. Date casually this girl who's far away from you, and just like, but first find out if she's actually in a relationship. Like, I don't think Dan can date casually. I think Dan needs deep emotional connections to be oh. fulfilled in life. I think he's needy, and like maybe Dan probably would love me. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate Dan. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, we, I mean, we all established that we all I think, hate. We I all think hate ultimately, <laughs> you know, once you definitely dump the woman you're with, and once you figure out what happens with this other social media woman, like, at least to an extent, you can kind of put together a composite of, like, a person you want to be with, because it's clear that the woman you are with officially has things that make you want to be with her, whether it's healthy or unhealthy. Maybe it's just emotional neediness and maybe it's other things. And it's clear that the other woman has things that you want and desire as well. And maybe some of that is distance. Um, Oh, that's smart. Yeah. I like that idea. I mean, that's kind of always been my philosophy. I've had enough like bad burned out relationships. that It's like, well, this one fucking sucks. What can I learn (laughs) from it? (laughs) I've made a lot of the same mistakes over and over, but like, Do you make the Do you make the <clears throat> list of qualities? Have you ever done that? Do you guys know what this no. exercise is? So, no, what? If like, if you're if you're a person who kind of like finds yourself always dating the the same type in a, in a negative way, or like repeating the same mistakes, or just never never hitting on like the right person for you, the the lid for your pot, you know. Um, the idea is that you make a list of qualities, and they they should not be superficial qualities at all. If you make a superficial list you're actually not going to have any success with this exercise. Um, and it does require you to dig really, really deep in yourself. So, like, you wouldn't say things like has brown hair or has an – this is actually a better, a better example – has an Ivy League degree. You should not put that on. But you could put is intellectually curious or is smart, you know. Um, 
So the idea is to take kind of the superficial out of it, but to make this list of the, the qualities that you're looking for in a mate. And when you've made an actual physical list, then you're much clearer in your own mind what it is that you're looking for. Because you can't really know, you can't find what you're looking for if you don't know what you're looking for. And I actually have, I've, I've done this in my own life. Uh, I'll, it ha- hasn't quite worked yet, but I'll report back if it does. Um, but I have a friend who, at the suggestion of her pastor, did this. And it worked. It worked so well, actually, that her husband has all but two of the qualities on her list of, like, over 50 things. And they have three beautiful children, and they're happily married, and I was at their wedding almost a decade ago. And, like, so it really, there is power to all of this. I think maybe Dan might need to make a list. Yeah. I think Dan also maybe needs some therapy. Yeah, I mean, I recommend therapy I don't think Dan's going to get therapy, but I think he should consider it. Yeah. I mean, I think even with Jolie's list thing, something that I thought of when you said something like smart, you can learn things about yourself if you put things like not as smart as me. <laughs> yes. You know, right, like it. If it's just for you. You know what's funny? Smarter, smarter than me is on my list. Yeah. Smarter than me is on my list because I'm going to admit something so bad about myself. Oh, well, you, you already know terrible things about me, listeners. Um, I had this serious, serious boyfriend in my late 20s who I was going to marry. And I didn't for a whole lot of reasons. Um, But one of them was that I was a lot smarter than him. And when we fought, I didn't fight fair because even when I was wrong and I knew I was wrong, I could out a win. Yeah, I could out argue him (laughs) because I was just a lot smarter. And so ever since then, so like I but at least I recognized it and I took something positive out of it that like one of the things that I have always looked and I have always found in a mate is that I've always dated people who are smarter than me just just so that I can't be my worst self. Because Mm -hmm. if you give me the opportunity to be my worst self, I will probably take it when I'm really mad. And that's the that's the worst time for me to be my worst self because I'm bad when I'm when I'm really really mad. I have a bad temper. Yeah, don't make your list all just like nice and pretty and smart and all the other wonderful qualities that I. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you got to be like no a no no. You got to dig deep. Like like Lindsay was saying. Like do the qualities that are the qualities. Like for me, and fortunately this worked out. But like the number one quality would be like. Someone who is completely and unwavering in their dedication. Like, I don't want someone to, like, ever, ever have doubts about things. I want, like, a simple, clear-minded dedication to things. That's good. Because I'm not like that. Like, not. Whereas, like, some people are like, no, I want, like, nuance and be able to. Mm -hmm. No, I want someone who, like, knows from date one what they want and, like, never Oh, I love that. (laughs) And, like, and what does that reveal about you, then? That reveals about me that, like, if someone ever lets on a little doubt about anything that I will grab onto it and then like years later be like there's that one time that you said this thing that di- contradicts with this other thing like everything else like I it feeds into your neuroses right my worst self ooh, my worst self is someone who like synthesizes too much information and is like well clearly it's not good because it's not a hundred I'm a black and white person I like a hundred percent good or a hundred percent bad so I know how I feel but at I'm, least I'm in kind like, of like that too I understand that in setting that, at least you kind of have to come to terms with that. I mean, it, it may not be something you want to change. It may not be something you feel like you can change. But, like, you know how to find a partner that works with it. Right. And it's a thing that you can sort of continually work on in yourself because you're aware of it. Because you've sat down and really thought about these qualities and what you need 
Like I had one. This is funny. This is like kind of good. We will we'll wrap up uh, in the next minutes, but this is funny and it'll make you guys laugh because you know me well enough to know that this is funny. I had on my list um, is is willing to play my reindeer games and then in parentheses, but has reindeer games of their own. No. <laughs> Because I don't want, like, a follower. I want, you know, like, I don't mm-hmm. want someone to just blindly follow me around, um, like, just playing my Jolie Reindeer games. And I've had that. It's fun for about a minute. And then I'm like, I'm tired of being in charge of the reindeer games. Where are your reindeer games? <laughs> like, I want to go have an adventure. Does that just plan. mean, like, they have to have their own friends? Yeah, their own friends, their own interests, like, their own oh, yeah. their own quirks. Like, I'm, you know, obviously a very quirky person, Um like, one of my favorite things in the world to do is to go to Salem during Halloween week and get super witchy. And, like, I want someone who is all in on doing that with me. <laughs> but I want them to have their own Salem. Yeah. That they yes. can bring me along to. Like, that's what, I, that's, that's what I mean by reindeer games. Laura, would you like to tell us something from your list? Oh, no. I just put she's so <laughs> oh, no. No. I don't have a list. I'll think about it. All right. Well, <laughs> I'll have you guys make lists maybe, and then I'll bring you back. How does that sound? I want to see what's on Lindsay's list. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, same. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, so we will we will do that. This is probably a good time for us to wrap up the show. You guys, this was really, really fun. Yeah. I love this. I love having you here. I also have to say, I love the fact that there are so many women at Deadspin that we couldn't have every woman at Deadspin. It's an insane thing. It's such progress. We are not at all remotely done in terms of the progress we need to make. But when I started at Deadspin, it was me and one other woman who promptly left the site to go to a lady blog. And then it was just me for almost a whole year. I was the only lady at Deadspin, and I was just a freelancer, and I was, like, barely allowed in Slack. And <laughs> then I got kicked out of Slack for existing in this world and so on and so forth. So we've, we've made a lot of progress, and I think it's really great. And I loved having you guys here. I'm excited to have you back with your lists. Um, men, if you have questions for adequate women, we have an email address that you can send them to. Hannah, do you want to tell them what the email address yes. is? Yes. Wait. I, oh, God. I think it is just adequateman at deadspin.com, but let me double Okay. Check. You you double check that while I, while I do uh, our, our sign off. That'll, yes. It is okay. adequateman, A-D-E-Q-U-A-T-E. M-A-N at deadspin.com. Excellent. So that is the email address to use. If you have questions for the adequate women, whether they be relationship questions or sartorial questions, we could we could do some fashion advice. Um, if you have cleaning questions for me, send them directly to joliecare at gmail.com. Um, but we would love to hear what problems you guys are having that you'd like our input on. And we'd like to do maybe more of these kinds of episodes. Um, Maybe it'll be its own show one of these days. We shall see. If you liked this, please let us know. Um, And on that note, that'll do it for this episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. If you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash askacleanperson and selecting one of our amazing rewards we're offering to our listeners. We would also love it if you would subscribe on Acast or iTunes, Leave a rating and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show and adequate woman advice show that you love so much. And of course, thanks to you, our listeners, for joining us for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. You guys, that was great. Yay. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.